As things change, other things stay the same like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs, from small tickets to big tickets, from bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories, but it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. The Paychex Business Series with Gene Marks is bringing you business owners and experts like Rich Rowell of Facebook and Noah Breslow of OnDeck. Hear about today's top issues, business innovation, and the road to recovery. Listen at paychex.com slash business series. Oh, hello. Like, oh, you're Iranian? I'm like, yeah. And then we chatted for a bit and then she goes, so you're Jewish? I was like, um, no, I'm, no, I'm not. And she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. For a long time I've been gone. I wonder with no A Persian Girl podcast. Uh, we're here today with Tara Grammy. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Tara, can I just say that um, I think like over a year ago, I was at my cousin's apartment and she was like playing like funny videos for me that she found on YouTube. And she was like, oh my God, you have to like see this like woman. Um, she she like pretends to be like a pretentious like Persian woman that like goes into people's houses and judges them and you have to watch this you have to have this person on and I watched it was the manager when she goes into like the Sefid couple's home and like changes everything and I was like oh my god imagine one day like someone like that would come on my podcast like I thought it was like so Aww, crazy and then like so to have you like comment on our merch on Instagram and then to like ask to have like to come on and I was just like I was honestly starstruck I was like oh my god oh oh my god wow starstruck that's really (laughs) funny thank you that's a huge compliment yeah you guys are awesome I mean how could I not want to be on something called Persian Girl Podcast like how could you and how would it how could any self-respecting Persian person not want a no hosa to have right like (laughs) Yeah, it like, saves a lot of effort. It saves Hosele to just like, you know, to, to put that out there. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't have. I feel like the no Hosele, like, no Hosele version for like Americans is when they just put in their headphones, like when they're in public, so, like no one talks to them. That's like their version of the no Hosele. Like I have no patience for it. I'm going to wear my headphones all day so no one tries to talk to me. So we just have the hat. Which I think yeah, is it's such a bigger so statement. Much easier. Yeah, and it's and you don't have to like wear headphones, possibly get ear infections. It's it's much healthier. It is much as healthier. Well. Everyone yeah. go buy save save your eardrums and go buy Hosella hat. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. I can't wait to get mine. No, it's gonna it'll be there soon. Sorry, we have like ghetto shipping stuff. <laughs> I, I keep getting like uh emails like this shipment has one out. I'm yeah, like, it left that, Tijuana, like, but it's ago. almost there. <laughs> it's coming from Tijuana. <laughs> but we promise it it'll look good. 
I can't uh, wait either way. Well, anyway, so you, Tara, you're in um, Los Angeles, so so am I. So we're we're close to there. Yeah. Um, every time I record yeah. with people from LA, including Millie, and like it's always still sunny there, and I'm sitting in the pig pitch dark like blackness of new york i always get so like jealous and annoyed that it's still sunny where you guys are i'm just like wow it was also super hot today i like oh my, was don't say a long that shirt. Okay. I, I don't want to hear it's, that it's miserable it's 30 degrees <laughs> it's 30 degrees in new york i'm like freezing my ass off <laughs> i don't so, want to hear about your beautiful weather well, so, yeah, but Tara, you're not, you're not from LA. You're... That was a really good segue. I am not <laughs> from LA. I just want to, I just want to give props to that segue. Yes, I'm from Toronto. I'm from the cold. I'm from the winter. And then when did you move to LA? I moved here uh, about seven years ago. Like there was like one, a one year period where I was like off and on kind of half moved here it took me a minute to um fully commit to becoming a west coast person um and moving to america the devil (laughs) (laughs) i they can't see my facial expressions so there's no yeah no i know we just you have to well i mean if you have to this is a good time to exhibit your skills of like conveying emotion through voice i guess <laughs> wow is this an audition you guys yeah <laughs> you need to we're auditioning we secretly are auditioning you to be our third uh third member yeah, of our phone call had with tara yesterday we decided she's actually going to be a reoccurring guest on persian awesome. i'm down i'm down only if i get to talk about really awful taboo things all of the time oh my god that's the first requirement (laughs) done kyle you know (laughs) (laughs) done kyle anything for you kyle (laughs) so anyway the thing is i brought up la because on our phone call yesterday we were talking about your experience moving to la as you know, you're Iranian. You, um, from what I understand, you were born in Iran. You grew up in mm-hmm. Toronto. Yeah. Um, but it seems like the Persian scene is very different from Toronto than LA. And yeah, it's, I think the biggest difference, which is kind of what I was telling you guys about um, in the community anyway, I mean, the, the industry that I'm in, like the entertainment industry is a whole other is a whole other ball game and a conversation, a completely different conversation. But just on a, on a personal level, as like a human being that's not in the entertainment industry, um, I noticed a lot of differences between um, the Iranian community in Toronto and the way that I was raised, and then the way that people seem to be like here. And and the main one was the main big difference was the emphasis on religion, which I which I wanted to bring up to you guys because I know you guys are Jewish and. Um, I've been asked more in my seven years in LA whether I'm what my religion is than I've ever been asked in my life. Like, I don't think anyone had ever asked me what my religion is in my life until I moved to LA. And, and it was constant. Like when I first moved here, it was constant. And I just find it so interesting and um, so divisive in our community. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Uh, well, first, just get a little bit more background. How old were you when you moved from Iran to Toronto? 
Um, I moved to Toronto when I was six, okay. but I had kind of a weird disjointed upbringing. So I, we, I was born in the state in Iran, but then we moved to the States when I was really little. And then we moved back to Iran and then, and then we moved to Canada. So I already spoke English when I was little. My mom was an English teacher. So I kind of had, um, I had a weird, I had, we moved around a lot when I was a kid, but so, but six was when I left Iran for good. Um, so that's kind of my experience, but I tend not to talk about Iranian things like in Iran things, because I just don't, I didn't grow up with them and I haven't been to Iran in 10 years. So, um, I think my focus is always on the diaspora. Mm -hmm. It's always focused on like us as immigrants. So are you Jewish, Tara? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my son is Actually, Tara is Zoroastrian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, guys. I'm as um, all of us. <laughs> I'm actually Rastafarian. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Rastafarianism. You should um, respond to one of the Persians who ask you that you're like a Jehovah's Witness and like see what happens. Oh my god, I love that. That's a good idea. A Jehovah's Witness. Yeah. Yeah. Respond. Or they'd be like, uh-huh, pass <laughs> So my religious background's funny because my my mom is kind of half. My mom was half Christian, half Muslim. And then um, she married. But my mom was very non-religious. My parents are divorced. And my dad's Muslim, but um, didn't really raise me. I was never with my dad growing up. Um, I would just see him in the summers and he's pretty religious, actually very like spiritual Muslim. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, I was very much my mother's daughter and my mother, I grew up going to all kinds of meditation centers. My mom was very involved in the Kabbalah center in Toronto. She studied Judaism. A lot of her friends were Jewish. And then she found out that her grandmother was Jewish. So she has this, this connection also to, to Judaism and, and, so when I was little, I was always like, whenever someone, if, if someone were to ask me what my religion was, I would say I'm confused, you know, because I, we, I could, my mom, you know, took me to Catholic churches and I knew all about Catholicism and I knew all about, you know, Kabbalah. Like I still have the Zohar in my house. Oh my God, you have the, the Zohar? So do I. Yeah, I, I can show you. It's actually one of the few like books that have to do with Judaism that I have in my room just because I think it's so interesting, even from like a non-religious aspect. It's so interesting. And just that I have a book that's a meditation on the names of God. Mm-hmm. Um, I can show you. And it's the coolest thing ever. I, I think that, and I'm kind of really lucky because of the way I was raised because I got to take out all of the interesting things from all the different religions that I that I liked that that I found interesting or I connected with, you know. My husband just got home and he's working from home in the other room, so I'm gonna move <laughs> away from here. Um, so so yeah, so I grew up with a very confused um, religious identity and a, a complete lack of focus on religion other than as as a just a way to connect to a higher being you know mm-hmm. so culturally no religion i guess is a better way to put it. but i i think persian culture is like the persian culture is so rich but like it actually is like there are so many persians who are iranians who are 
secular, um, like, you know, right. be like Muslim, but they're not practicing or Baha'i, they're not practicing. Um, it's one of those few cultures that like, it actually does fill in that entire gap. So totally. Yeah, uh, and then there's the Zoroastrians, which I recently met someone Zoroastrian who told me, I didn't know this, but you can't convert to Zoroastrianism. So it's just, no, you can't. it's just them. They're their own. Yeah, and they're a dying, they're a dying, yeah. a dying religion. Yeah, I asked her if she only dates Zoroastrian guys, and she was like, "No, I'd probably just be single for the rest of my life if I only dated Zoroastrian guys." There's not a lot of them. <laughs> There's not a lot. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, yeah, it sucks that it sucks that it's a thing. It's it's strange to me that it's a thing here. Then it wasn't really wasn't a thing growing up um, in Toronto. What? So in, in oh, sorry, Millie. No, I, I, I'm like, I want the listeners to hear about these like anecdotes of the way people ask what religion you are. Oh, like, yeah. Let's mm-hmm. get to the cringeworthy <laughs> stories. Our favorite. So personally, um, it's happened a few times, but the most like memorable time was I was with my friend's kid at the park and um, there was a, a clearly a grandma there with her grandson and they were speaking Persian and I think the kid fell or something and I went and I said something in Persian to the kid and the lady immediately lit up like, oh, hello, like, oh, you're Iranian? I'm like, yeah. And then we chatted for a bit and then she goes, so you're Jewish? And I was like, um, no, what? no, I'm, no, I'm not. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry it's okay, you know, and then she starts telling me about how her son married a Muslim person, and how she didn't talk to him for a year, and then, um, but now she missed her son, and they were going to have a baby, and, you know, she, she wants to talk to him again, and it's, it's, and it turns out she's, she's not a bad person. (laughs) Oh, great. Wow, I, I think, thank you. Yeah, that was so open-minded of her to share that with you. Yeah, I I was just like, she's like, it's okay, you'll find a husband, (laughs) you know. And I was just shocked. Like, it felt so 15th century, you know. It felt like like a Persian version of a Jane Austen novel. Yeah, fifteenth century, but you know what? No, I I know, I know, I know, I know what you mean. Like it, it feels really archaic, and it's like, wait, this is seriously like the first thing you're asking. I mean, it's fine. I think if you have those preferences, but like, I think it's so bizarre, and like, I'm so embarrassed when people from other cities like come visit LA, and we were talking about how this is it's even more intense in New York, in in the suburbs specifically. that like these older Persians. It's not even older. It's I mean, it's even people in our generation have adopted this mentality. Yeah, that's my issue with it. If someone's older and they kind of grew up with it, and then they, they don't know any better. Know any better? But like in the world of the internet, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> um, I feel like it's really sad when younger people are like that and and Mm. divide us even more than we're already divided because you know there's millions of iranians that live outside of iran there's like six million iranians or something seven million iranians that live outside of iran we're a very young immigrant community um young in that it's we've only been immigrants for 40 years so and there's a mass emigration outside out of iran so 
um, we only really truly have each other to to build a new outside of Iran culture with. So mm-hmm. if we're dividing based on social status, which is what the religious thing is based it comes comes down to, right? Social status, um, which is which is what everybody does. Oh, also preservation of culture. I know that that for for um, the Jewish community, it is pres- preservation of culture because you want your son to marry a, a Jewish woman so that the children are Jewish, right? Because yeah, it's by the mother. woman. Yeah, but but um, but then conversion isn't accepted, right? People that convert aren't accepted. So if I were to marry a, a, a Jewish man and convert to Judaism so that our children could be Jew- Jewish, I'm still not as accepted into the community as if I was if I was born to a Jewish mother, right? Depends. I mean, it depends who you speak to, but the general okay. idea is yes, that is correct. And it's funny because I remember one time I met a guy who his mother was Muslim and his dad was Jewish, so he wasn't accepted by either side of the family as anything because on the in uh, the Muslim religion, it's by the father's side. Mm-hmm. So he was just kind of like, "I'm nothing, and I'm like nobody accepts me." And I was just like, Aww. wow, that's such a like, <laughs> like ridiculous and sad thing that this, this person's just like, oh, sorry, like, because your mom is this and your dad's this, neither of us want you. And just, I don't know, it, to me, like, I have, I could go on and on about that. Um, well, but you were saying it really is about kind of social status in a way, especially in New York, I think more than LA, because I don't think in LA, it happens to this extent where when you meet Persian people, their first question, it's not even what religion are you? It's, oh, who's your father? What's your last name? And what does your father do for a living? And I'm just like, do you want my blood type and my social security number too? Like, what, what the fuck are all these questions? Just ask me who I am. Like, why are you asking every, like, it's just like crazy to me. And it, it almost feels like they're talking down to you because they automatically want to see like how much money your father has basically to see if you guys run in the same circles. Like in one of our earlier episodes, um, I don't know if Millie remembers this, but we went to Tijuana picnic and these yeah, like really gross, <laughs> these really gross, of course. You that was, because it was the first time <laughs> it happened to me because I honestly never realized with them that much. But like when I moved to New York, I went out with Natalie and one night we met like these group of Persian guys out and then like. Oh, just the we, way they came up to us even. They yeah. kind of like huddled and, around us yeah it was really weird i felt locked like was, everyone else off save me from these like middle eastern men yeah. that were like well, hyenas, no one like me. chasing after us like we were little gazelles <laughs> and the poor millie this little gazelle but it was a good own, experience no basically <laughs> automatically like, they asked like who do you know what what friend circles do you like what groups do you run in and millie was just like why does that matter? Yeah, and he was like, oh, like, where do you hang out? Like, what are your cousin's names? It was basically asking, like, how much money is in your wallet right now? Like, if I marry you, what kind of dowry am I planning to expect from your parents? <laughs> no, I actually, I don't think that guy was intending that. He was just trying to, like, suss me out. But, like, yeah, that's, it's it's implied. But, um, I, I Tara, I really think you should go to Great Neck. Um, oh my god <laughs> really good idea guys you need, like, like, you I, I want you to go much like material you would get like you just okay so go to the synagogue around the corner mm-hmm. from my house that's where like okay. all the like most annoying well, persian out. women are okay <laughs> should i shout it out no okay i'm gonna shout it out it's called ahavat shalom it's like okay i hate going there and it's around the corner for me i never go there um 
And I just want you to do a skit based on what the Persian women say to you when you go and sit next to them. I, I just like, oh, it would be so, so great. Much. Such a good idea. You know, can I tell you something? Can I confess something? So because I'm Canadian, I don't really know much about like a lot of things about like America. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't know that there was such a big Iranian community in Great Neck until we were selling our film, A Simple Wedding. I, I did a, a film a few years ago and it recently came out. It came out in, on February 14th, Valentine's Day. Um, right before lockdown um and great neck we were sold out every night in great neck new york and we're and i was just like huh that's so fucking random there's persians in great neck that's so random but yeah we did really well in great neck i mean well now you know (laughs) we're there that's that's where i grew up so fucking cool yeah do you guys do you go into the city a lot uh, yeah, because we're a suburb of the city. Most Persians who live in Great Neck are like Persian couples who got married and lived in Manhattan and then wanted to start a family. So they moved to the suburb of Manhattan so that the husband, you know, could still get to work easily because it's like a 30 minute train ride and could mm-hmm. still live in this like nice quote unquote neighborhood. Um, yeah, but even if you go to the public library in Great Neck, there's a whole section of like Persian novels. Like we- we've taken over the community. Um, so yeah, so I'm not, I, I'm definitely going to watch your movie now that you told us about it. Yeah, guys. A Simple Wedding. It's called A Simple Wedding. It's on, uh, iTunes and Amazon and it's, uh, rom-com. Persian girl falls in love with a white guy, but with a twist, he's bisexual and, um, You'll see. You got to see it. It's it's really oh, okay. cute. It's yeah, it's it. it's a really fun. I loved rom coms growing up. I always wanted to star in rom coms. That's those are the kind mm-hmm. of movies that I liked. So, um, to star as an Iranian character from just a normal Iranian family, um, was like a dream come true. So I really want like it's like my dream for little Iranian girls that want to watch like Seventeen again or whatever like whatever rom com you like that I liked mm-hmm. when I was little. Why did I say 17 again? No idea where that came from. <laughs> Zac Efron, that came out when I was like a teenager. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's like a great Persian version of that. It's a really fun movie. I definitely want to watch it as someone who her first relationship ever is with a white guy. So oh, I yeah. Relate to the character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you'll definitely relate. He's like a, he's kind of a weird white guy, though. You'll see. So may not really. <laughs> was was any of the film based on any events in your life? Like, did you ever date a guy that was not really like your parents were looking for you to date? Or uh, yes, um, it the, the movie wasn't based on my life at all. It was uh, based on uh, the writer director Sara Zandia's life, um, oh. kind of loosely based on a true story for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had I dated a a, a black guy um before I met my husband uh which you know I I didn't think would be anything and because my mom is super open-minded and there's no um I I'd never really thought of her as as racist um but there was this uh weird vibe around it that it was like oh okay 
Um, and she would never say it, but I felt it. And I wondered if it was because he was black or because he was a musician as well, which I mean, is. Do you ever um, feel like her reaction was similar to the lady in the park reacting to you being Muslim? Like, oh, <laughs> that's nice. I know some nice black people. Like, oh, I'm sorry for you. That you're... It, it's okay that you're black. You that's how you were born. It's not your fault. Like, yeah, it's it's another thing that you know. Another thing that really bothers me about Iranian culture that we we kind of touched on when we chatted um, that we hold on to these. We like let go of a lot of things that were great about being Iran from being Iranian from Iran, but we hold on to these really dumb things. Like, for example, like racism, like, like um, this, this feeling like this superiority complex that Iranians have, mm-hmm. like all the old is just like piled on top of each other um, that we hold on to. And one, one of those things is racism. And I think there's a lot of shame um, that I carry for, for, for my family that are racist. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're educated, they're intellectual, they're not, they're not people you'd expect to be racist, but unfortunately it's called, it's like cultural. It feels cultural. I mean, I, I don't know any other culture that judges people even based on what city they're from. Like if, in our most recent episode, we we're talking about stereotypes of different cities. Like you don't see people from Morocco being like, oh, people from Marrakesh are like this and people from whatever are like this. No, but we don't know that. We don't know no. that. I don't know any Moroccans who care about where you were from in Morocco. They just all call themselves Moroccan. But like in Iran, it's like, oh, you're Kashi or oh, you're Esfani or oh, you're this. And like they all judge each other like based on what city they're from. Meanwhile, majority of them grew up in Tehran and their family was only Kashi like three generations ago. And I'm just like, like, why do you guys hold on to these? Totally. It's like the formation of identity. Um, That's 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 what it's all about right it's 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 like how do you find your tribe to identify with um and what what makes you better than other people unfortunately is what iranian mm-hmm. um tribalism has turned into um so that's because because we are tribal people um we are a collective people but unfortunately leaving that world i can't really talk about inside of iran again like i really yeah. can't but None when i talk can. about uh, yeah, when we talk about outside of Iran, outside of Iran, sorry guys, sometimes Canada slips out of my mouth. Um, outside. Outside, outside, outside. Of, outside of Iran. Iran. Um, <laughs> we, yeah, it's it's like we're doing the same, or we, we create these, sorry, we, we, we've kind of created more of an individualistic um, identity within a tribal identity it's like it's it's really weird and and disjoint i have a really good friend amy amy malek who um studies she's an anthropologist and she's studied iranians in the diaspora and i've had so many conversations about these kinds of things with her and she is so loving and forgiving of of all of these quirks and i'm like no fuck everybody's moms everybody's mom is an asshole they're all racist you're all divisive you hate each other and she's like no but it comes from the first she's like really sweet about it so sometimes i try to adopt her mentality which is they can't help it we just have to help them as a new generation i mean perhaps for a second when you were saying fuck everybody's moms i automatically thought of hello this is david 
And, no. and oh yeah. <laughs> okay. No. Your mother is a cocksucker. Fuck your mom. Hi, Ashley. This is David. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> I thought you are a decent person. <laughs> I literally like guys. That was so good. That voicemail lives uh, free in my mind. <laughs> yeah, mine too. That's a really good one. That's like a classic. Never. That'll never go away. Yeah. <laughs> this is what's rich about our culture now. <laughs> yeah, but I also like love being Iranian guys. Like I love Nowruz. Um <laughs> I love the little goldfish. Yeah, it's so cute. We get to have pet goldfish for like I love grass. when they die and they're just dead in the bowl for like and, a few weeks. And then we have like <laughs> pots of grass that just sit on the table and live in our living room. Yeah, and we always smell like ever so slightly of fenugreek, just like it's in our veins. <laughs> oh my god, I used to feel so self conscious because like my like white friends growing, my white friends, <laughs> my white, white friends, friends growing, <laughs> my white friends growing up would make fun of me. Like I'd like walk into a room and they'd be like, "Oh my god, Natalie, like your whole being just like reeks of gourmetsabzi," and I'm like, I don't. I would go home yelling at my mom and like put all the blame on her and be like i told you to close my bedroom door when you're cooking and my mom would be like why are you so mad at me i'm sorry i made you food so you can like have nutrition like wow i'm such a horrible person i would i would get so mad at her because i'd be made fun of so much for smelling like food all the time you too man i actually recently um was working and for whatever reason, my I was with my friend and she was like, you smell like gormasadzi. I'm like, I literally haven't had gormasadzi <laughs> in months. Like, I can't remember the last time I had gormasadzi. She's like, you kind of smell like it. And then a few days later, I was like, do I still smell like gormasadzi? She's like, you don't right now. But I went to the bathroom and the bathroom really smelled like gormasadzi. <laughs> I'm if you were there. And I'm like, what did I, when I couldn't, I couldn't even remember when the last time I had gormasadzi was, you guys. It like, it like, it has permeates our souls. I don't know what I don't it know is. Why, since you guys have said it now, I feel like I'm like hallucinating the smell. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, <sighs> I feel like it's like born into like our glands, into our sweat glands. That every time we start to feel less Persian, we start to feel like part of America. Like our sweat glands, just like, oh, it's time to bring out the smell of gourmetsabzi. Yeah. It's remind all the Americans that she's like Middle Eastern <laughs> assimilation. <laughs> don't let her get too cocky. Don't let her get too cocky. <laughs> uh I want you guys know Snow Allegra. Sorry, this is a whole other topic. We know about that later, never mind. <laughs> Why? Wait, I'm curious. What's that? She's just this incredible R&B singer. She is one of the most talented, I think, R&B singers like of our time, if not the most talented R&B singer of our time. She's oh. Persian. She's Persian Swedish. And she's so beautiful that when I watch videos of her with my husband, I make him cover his eyes because <laughs> she's just this like cozy up for the holidays with 60% off everything at Banana Republic Factory, including soft sweaters, comfy pajamas, must have gifts and more from $9.99. Find your nearest store now only at Banana Republic Factory. Get 50 through 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Plus, shop new doorbusters for the family, including outerwear, jeans, and our Gap Logo Crew Neck sweatshirt. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through December 14th. Effervescent, beautiful. I feel like I've heard her name. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like Snow Allegra. someone has told us about her. But yeah, someone well, has. Maybe we'll use her music as the intro for this episode. 
Yeah. You totally should. It's so good. She's so incredible. Um, and I feel like I can't imagine her smelling it like Hormasabzi at all ever. Like she doesn't smell. She didn't Girl, get that. She's gene. transcended that. Yeah. She, she smells like, like a valley of roses. She got the rose water gene. <laughs> the rose water gene. Ugh, I yeah, wish I got, got that. I got the Shambanita gene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, um, at least you didn't get the, uh, I was going to say Fessenjun, but that's not what I want to say. What's, what's the one made with fat and bone? Oh, Calipuche? Calipuche. I have the Calipuche gene that's for great. sure. I'm always oily. I'm like. Oh. <laughs> that's good. You have collagen. <laughs> yeah, that's collagen. Totally. I love Calipuche. Same, same. I'm a Calipuche bitch. What's up? I'll smell you till the cows come home. <laughs> Sorry. The cows aren't coming home because we've used all their bones and fat for the Calipuche. <laughs> Actually, it's sheep. Oh, it's Actually, sheep. Actually, Calipuche is mutton. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Why did, I always thought it was oh. cow. No. <laughs> it's usually sheep. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's sheep. Oh, well, my grandma puts cow tongue. In the cow yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's why I thought it was cow. Yeah. But because it's a small head. When I was little, I was vegetarian for a while. And then I went to my grandpa's house and I woke up in the morning and he put calipuche in front of me and he took his newspaper and he's like, Bohor. <laughs> and I had to eat it because my grandfather was terrifying. Whoa, um, that's like the most Persian story. Yeah, oh, true yeah. story. I I always relate um, being vegetarian in the Persian community to my big fat Greek wedding. It's exactly like that. I'm vegan. And she's like, oh, it's okay. I make lamb. Lamb, totally. My grandma, like, it's almost like intimidating and scary how mad she looks at me if I don't eat enough of her food. And I've said this story, I think, one too many times. But there was one time when she kept filling up my plate, like, over and over. And obviously, like, my stomach expanded throughout the dinner. And then as I'm leaving her house, she goes, like, and I'm like, well, you just, like, stuffed me with food. What do you want me to look like? Like, of course, I'm going to leave here looking like a snowman. Like, (laughs) what do you want for my life? They want us to eat everything, but like maybe throw it up. Like maybe I, we're, I think so. we're like into bulimia in our culture because they're oh, like, Kam mi khori bali lagari, bali chagi. Yeah, you know, like, oh yeah, I always, yeah, there's no, you're either like fat or you look No, but per- Persian men way back when, <laughs> they, they loved fat girls. Oh, like oh, topoli, like topoli is such a like endearing term for a fat person. I think Persian is the only language where they like, endearingly call someone fat you're topol and like uh you guys know that famous persian princess with the really horrible unibrow that was like mm-hmm. huge she looks like one of those like uh she looks like an egg yeah, I forget her name yeah but she w- men killed themselves because they couldn't have her guys maybe we should bring that back nobody's yeah. ever killed themselves because they couldn't have me i'm i'm gonna try to start i'm gonna, I'm gonna start people stop killed themselves my because they had me <laughs> People put themselves for the present, my presence in their life. Shavirus and not my presence in their life. But yeah, guys, we should bring all that back. I love like the fuck like universe. I can repeatedly swear on your podcast. Oh right? yes, yes, yes. Okay, great. Right. This is me not being my Persian identity, which is yeah. <laughs> 
I feel like anytime I leave a Persian gathering, my face just hurts so much from smiling all the time. Mm-hmm. I just always have to be like, it's painful. <laughs> I've found like I, me too. I always have that problem where, cause I'm very like friendly and, and, and I I'd smile a lot naturally. Yeah, um, but I found the, the past few events I've been to, I've been so inauthentic and left feeling so drained <laughs> that now I really don't talk to people I don't feel like talking to anymore. I've like, I've like kind of detached myself from that um, need to be liked in Persian situations or need to be polite. Like if someone's older and clearly older, I, I always go introduce myself and because I, whatever, that's just cultural and, and mm-hmm. my training. <laughs> since birth um but um now I just don't I don't do the like I don't do it I don't if I don't feel it I can't do it anymore it's it's like I've I've crossed some sort of strange threshold into um I can't no horse no horse no horse yeah you know what I'm gonna start wearing my no horse hat to the supermarket because (laughs) <laughs> I think, no, the hardest thing in my life, you don't know, nobody understands the struggle of having the memory of a goldfish and living in the Persian community. Because I don't remember anyone, but every time I walk out of the house to the supermarket or anywhere in Great Neck, there's always like at least five people that see me that are either my father's cousin, my father's old business partner, my mom's uh aunt's husband my mom's friend and they're all like oh oh my god natalie tell your mother and father i say hello and i'm always too embarrassed to tell them i don't know who the fuck they are so i just go home and i'm like mom someone said hi to you and she's like who and i'm like no clue (laughs) like couldn't tell you if my life depended on it i couldn't tell you so i'm just gonna start wearing my no host hat to the supermarket and all the persians will know just like not to say hi to me and not to talk yeah to me. that's really that's really practical for you yeah um so what kind of like subset in the la persian community have you found yourself in now that you've been here for i have some of the coolest persian friends ever they're all artists they're all very accomplished they're all um, mostly not from here, actually. Um, good, but, good. Yeah, my my <laughs> friends are all good. <laughs> Just kidding. I love my husband. My husband's um, LA Persian. He was a oh whoa yeah. Tell us about him because that was yeah. Like- he's he's um, also born in Iran, left Iran, and he was four. Um, his dad is Baha'i, and his mom is is Muslim. So that was another funny thing when our dads met because his dad went to Iran and obviously we had just gotten engaged. So they met and um, they never talked about religion. They never discussed that his dad's Baha'i, my dad's Muslim. They just preferred to like leave those doors closed because it could be problematic, you know? Um, Very strange. But but, but, really nice of like both of them. I didn't very... Well, yeah, because because why in this day and age? Like why? Like why bring up that conversation and and when you in the back of your mind you know there's no reason to um hash it out. Like what are you gonna say? Why are you that TikTok where it's like you did this for what? (laughs) Why Jasmine? (laughs) I haven't seen that one. Oh my god, I hate myself. myself. Will you send it to me? (laughs) Yes. I just it's audio (laughs) that people use. 
I don't know where it came from, but it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll just send it. To yeah, you. I'll send it to you. It's just ourselves. Me and me and Millie are just like so embarrassed that we, we have some like references. Gen Z things about us. We hate them, but we also like dabble. A Guys, little. I love TikTok. Are you kidding? I fucking I hate Instagram. I want to be on TikTok all the time. And I am. Yeah, because it's. Oh on my god! Follow us on TikTok. Real. <laughs> Done. Yes, because it's just people. I'm yeah. tired of like Instagram I'm so and sick like of, like the curated personas. Like, calm down. One hundred percent. I I like. I'm not a person that goes and takes professional pictures of myself to post on my Instagram, which is like half of the people I know do that. You know, like. I don't yeah, have it's a, it's a huge market paying to get professional pictures done just so you can post on Instagram. And I'm like, you spent money, look, on but it? also to look candid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's it's just, it's not my vibe. It's never like I, if I have professional pictures, it's because I have to do them. <laughs> um, so, or like my friend, like I have a good friend who's a photographer and he's like, let me have pictures of me. I'm like, eh, eh. and then I post like through them on Instagram and the rest of my Instagram is like, this is my mom. This is my grandma. This is my best friend. These are the women that I love. This is my dog. That's, that's my Instagram. It's super embarrassing. But maybe and I'm this is manage it. And this is manage it. Oh, yeah, well, how could you forget her? That it's that's where it all blew up on on Instagram. So I guess yeah, and and like comedy stuff, you know. But anyway, I digress. Um, when I'm stressed out, like when I was, I was just working, um, and I had a lot going on, and I would just be like, "Okay, I'm gonna take a tiki talkie break, tiki talkie break, okay, tiki talkie," <laughs> and then I would just watch my tiki talkies for like three. <laughs> hours <laughs> instead of being on instagram and like oh what's this bitch wearing like oh you know oh my god it was so funny so many nights during quarantine like i would find myself still up at like 4 a.m just watching tiktok for like five hours in a row and i would text millie she'd be like oh my god you're awake on tiktok too and we would just like <laughs> awake and then once we realized we're both awake on tiktok and then we're both like the scum of the earth we just start sending each other tiktoks that we <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute my best friend and i too my she sends me tiktoks all the time and i send her tiktoks all the time she had to delete tiktok off her phone because you know it it goes with your algorithm and she was going through a breakup so it was oh, like no. a really sad tiktok <laughs> and she's like i three hours of depression like it, it can also get dark i didn't realize TikTok because oh, yeah. all of mine are cooking videos i <laughs> No, I think my algorithm has gotten kind of dark, but in a good way. There's a lot of cats, though, so that's good. You like cats? Yeah, I love cats. Yeah, sometimes I'll send Millie a video, and I'll, and I'll think, like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, you've probably already seen this, like, all over your feed. And she's like, I've never seen this in my life. And I'm like, wow, our algorithms are so fucking different. Crazy. One of my friends who's a really, really – guys, you got to follow him, Luke Millington Drake. Mm-hmm. He is a brilliant TikToker. I've known him. We did um, the first level of Groundlings, which is like a comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did that together and we stayed friends. I didn't continue. He continued. He like is one. He's like reached like the top level of Groundling, I think. Don't quote me on that. Um, and his videos are. He's so funny. I, he does a Kira Knightley impersonation. That is the funniest oh, thing. Oh, that in my guy. Life. Yes, that's my friend. That guy's brilliant. He's, he's, I don't even under, like, he, yeah, I don't, he needs to be, I hope he's been discovered already. Like, this yeah, guy. Yeah, he's brilliant. 
I, I don't even, I feel like, yeah, he's more like Kira Knightley than she is herself. Like, I don't know how he exudes 100%. that energy. It's 100%. It's creepy. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, he's, he's incredible. You have to, I'm glad you guys well, already follow him. Yeah, what's interesting about um, what's happened since coronavirus is I feel like because, you know, you can't do live shows anymore, like for comedians, so many people have taken to TikTok and Instagram. And I feel like people whose careers actually wouldn't have really gone somewhere because of everyone like reverting to their phones so much, like now they're going viral online and it's like, totally. this like Jordan Firstman. I don't Jordan know. Jordan. I feel like I'm not really on that <laughs> aware of what's, but like, I, I can just understand like, this is the new yeah. model. Totally. Um, which is, yeah i mean my husband keeps telling me to make tiktoks and i should get get into that world but i like i remember in the beginning of quarantine like you know last march like one your video the manager videos i feel like it that was when i first found out about them and like my parents oh really on whatsapp i feel like that's when i found on whatsapp earlier yeah my Um, my mom i was interviewing you today she was really excited oh that's so cute (laughs) <laughs> managers um, coming on persian girl podcast yeah you do you guys watch persian got talent too i saw the video i went on your youtube channel yeah so, yeah so you know that there's like a persian's got talent and it's legitimately like persian's got talent so i i'm the host so i have a co-host so i'm actually a co-host of persian's got talent um and we did this whole running gag, which was that I, as the host of Bruce's Got Talent, kept coming back in different costumes to audition oh, for okay. Bruce's Got Talent. Um, no, that's to, really to trick so I the judges. I just wasn't sure, like, I don't know. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm the host. So I, I get to meet some super, super cool um, Iranians from all over the world. So Cut we that can, part can out, cut that guys. <laughs> we can cut that out. Yeah, our editing team. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> editing, Mil- guys. Millie, did you hear that? I'm talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Millie is the whole editing team. Oh, man. That must be a lot of work, Millie. Um, it's more, like, emotionally draining. I don't know. Like, when people see me doing it, they're like, wow, that looks so fancy. I'm like, it's really not. It's just, like, emotionally taxing, and I hate myself, like, having to hear myself every week. I'm just like, can this stop? Like, this is torture. But... I understand. I understand. I would need to edit. This is all our songs. Like, um, on our last episode, I I sent the episode to my boyfriend Kyle's uh, DJ, Kyle, his DJ partner, Jeff, who's a Cepheid white Jewish boy from Great Neck. So he grew up around Persians and he hears the, our intro song and he goes, Oh my God, Natalie, is this Andy? And I'm like, I don't even know if it's Andy. How do you know if it's Andy? He's like, Natalie, I grew up in Great Neck. That's a classic. (laughs) What song is it? Yeah, I used Dokhtaruni last time. Oh, cool. That's the end of of um, Persian Bachelorette. Oh. We all danced to... Oh, um, my God. I, I loved Persian Bachelorette. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, at the end, we danced to Dokhtaruni with Andy. I know. I can't believe... Yeah, you had him. You have, like, so many iconic people in your, uh, in your thing. I'm trying to think of who else was in... that's kind of what i love about the persian community is for the most part like they're willing to come out and do stuff like it's very rare to get like a very snobby persian person that doesn't want to be in your videos you know because i feel like for persian people like all like 
any time to have their face in another place, there's no such thing as oversaturation for them. They're like, yes, put me everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that about them. They can be in all of my videos. <laughs> yeah, you honestly, guys can it's be like, in my videos. Oh my exactly. god, I love food. Wait, <laughs> you thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Natalie moves to LA. <laughs> I, I will I will come to LA for the weekend for a week to be in your video. Like for Yeah, sure. hell yeah. Oh You're god. already invited. Done. Just tell me Sold. just tell me when. I'm buying my ticket. I'm 100%. I'm not kidding at all. <laughs> okay, done. Let's do it. Like, when there's a video. I'm Next time there's, there's a video. There's no tower off here. I'm I'm already buying my ticket right now. <laughs> Okay, great. I, I think like, I think we really want to get uh, Manny Jet to come on for a little bit. Can we, can we hear some Manny Jet? What would you want to talk about with Manny Jet? Oh, 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 oh. But Manny Jet speaks Persian. Is that okay? Oh, of course that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, if Manny Jet was on your podcast, she'd first be like, "It was salam, ولی ناتالی جون شما مثل که اصلا آرایش نداری اصلا یه ماتیکی چیزی فکر نکردین مثلا حالا من میخوام بیام یه ذره خودتون رو بسازین زشته به خود آتم بهش برمی کنه میلی جانی میلی چنو اسمیه میلی من خودم نمیدونم چقدر آه. لباس داری؟ ولی میسه که خیلی رنگ 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 با رنگ گرده باسات Yeah, I'm like a clown Millie is sitting in a room full of clothes That's why Should we translate that for your for your? Um, Manija just insulted Natalie for not wearing makeup And then asked why <laughs> Millie's name is Millie And where it comes from Yes Thank you, English speaking listeners it's so sad your your useless translator isn't here. To- I know. I know. <laughs> like, she's, yeah, a really good part of those as well. Yeah, oh, I, I love her. Part. I also love she's how, like, in the videos, you just treat her like she's so unimportant. Like, there's always, like, a flower pot in front of her face. Like, she's just like, <laughs> like oh, you're I here. love her. In the next one, I think she, I'm just going to be FaceTiming her for the video. Like, every once in a while, just be like have her on FaceTime or something. So if I do another one, you guys, you know. No, you have to keep yeah, it's like you my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> like <laughs> I think I'm gonna do some some other characters. Um we'll see. We'll see. It takes me so long to make one thing because I'm so such a perfectionist that there's you never know. When were you born? You never know what I'll when was I born? Like, what's my start What's sign? your rising yeah. moon and your <laughs> setting, Jupiter? What are these things? I don't know. <laughs> Question. Um, I'm a Taurus. Oh. <laughs> Millie. <laughs> this is our guest. Question. Uh-huh. 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 What are you guys? <laughs> We're, We're both, both Gemini's. Gemini's. <laughs> oh, really? When's your birthday? june 21st and i'm june 9th oh you were right on my cusp millie yeah yes. she's on cancer cause cancer yeah and and you have the same birthday as well my dad and my sister-in-law are both june 10th so like oh. one day after you um i like gemini's 
Most, I think girls like Geminis. Guys think all Geminis are crazy. Like, guys don't know anything about astrology except for the fact that Geminis are quote-unquote crazy, which I find so annoying. They met Scorpios? Have they met Virgos? (laughs) Scorpios are the worst people. I mean, a close friend is this, yeah, but they, yeah. I'm really sorry. Oh, sorry. That's funny. This is the maker of... um, Manage it. This is oh, my yeah. writing oh, producing Diane. partner. <laughs> I feel we're like yesterday when we spoke on the phone, you were like, listen, Ellie is fucking bullshit. I can't believe the way Persians <laughs> act here. And I was like, no, no, no. You don't even know what it's like in New York. Like, you have no idea. You have a good ear. Now we're like, yeah, I just think. Now we're like, how? TikTok is so fun. That's what our conversation turned into. Um, no, it's because I think it's because it's kind of hard also to trash our community because we love our community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are clearly some big problems with being with our community, obviously. Otherwise, we wouldn't. I wouldn't have a career. Um, but I think um, we also love it. Like I, that grandma that um, hated Muslim people um, was also, you know a really sweet lady and I feel like she that's just all she knows you know so it's it's hard to just have like a one note conversation about it's so layered unfortunately in our culture but yeah I do hate personally I would I would love to have you back on for a trashier episode done you (laughs) got it we'll just have some drinks next time oh yeah that's a good one. Drinks. True. Some alcoholic drinks. Yeah. Oh, some mushrooms. Get a little shangle. Very sanguine. Or uh, some abejo. Why? Why some is abijo. beer abejo? Joe means wheat. Joe means barley. Barley. So okay, sense. so barley water. It weird. actually makes sense. It's, well, it's it makes sense. Just it's just, it sounds funny. You just don't like it. You're like, <laughs> it's too literal. Why isn't it more poetic? <laughs> Persian language, they should, things should be, why isn't it the golden sap of the sun? <laughs> if anything, increasingly, I feel like every other language is more poetic than English. Like last night I was with this French couple and they were trying to ask me like, they're like, oh yeah, what's the word in English for? They were, they were talking about a barrel to put wine in, and they were like, oh, you know, uh, where the wine where the wine sleeps, where they put the wine to bed. And I was like, wow, this is such a like, our culture is so depraved and sterile that we just say, oh, storage. Oh, you want to put your wine <laughs> barrel for storage? And they're like, but where do you put the wine to bed? And I'm like, I. <laughs> I know. Actually, one yeah, of my I favorite think... accounts on Instagram is in Farsi we don't say. Oh yeah, I like that one too. I love that account. <laughs> it's really good. Persian language is obviously super poetic, but the English language is a little stunted. Um unless you're speaking poetically or speaking to people who are have studied poetry, which are and you want to sound super pretentious, which is just not my vibe. I took a class on English romantic poetry and I despised it unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) sorry to fail Natalie really liked it it's really important to Natalie oh yeah (laughs) the poetic poeticism of language is really important to Natalie oh yeah for sure (laughs) 
Um, I like that I just met you and I'm just teasing you the whole time. It's love. I, I love it because negging is my love language. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so like I take it as like, oh my God, she likes me and wants to be my friend. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. That's the truth. <laughs> well, do you have any closing outro? Would you like ups? to plug yourself? Plug. Um, yeah. Hi, I'm Tara Grammy. Um, no. Okay. One thing that I want to close on, um, is, you know, Black Lives Matter, that whole fun thing. I think, um, we need to have those kinds of conversations with our, um, parents and our grandparents and our friends and families who are racist. Um, I think, um, as people who- all of them which is every single one of them. I think I shied away from having those conversations because I was like, I can't change their minds. Um, but the, the Black Lives Matter uh, movement recently taught me that, um, no, it's actually my, my duty to um, educate them and give them more information. And um, so I encourage everyone, all Iranians to do the same and to um, also reach out to the black Iranian community, which exists. They have a whole Instagram. I can send it to you guys and you guys can plug it on your, um, on the episode and when you post it. Um, because yeah, it's, it's really important that we move away that, that our generation at least tries to move away from it being okay that um, our, all of our elders are uh, racists and and it being okay that there's so much division within our community. I think I think if we have more conversations like the one that we had, and if we um, question it more with our elders respectfully, because if we're disrespectful, they won't hear us. Um, I think that the next generation can have a different experience, you know. And if you talk to your younger cousins, like, hey man, that's not okay. Like I know your mom's talking like this, but that's not okay. That's not the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't just stop at, like, someone saying, like, oh, are you Jewish? Like, it it extends to even, like, you know what I mean? The prejudicedness is... Yeah, exactly. Like, we just talked about that, but it's actually... Yeah, like, the day that I found out that, like, we call Hispanic people Lubia and what Lubia means, I was just like, are are we for real? We say this out loud, like, it's, like, not weird? Well, I don't know if that's... I feel like a lot of... Persian culture. I, I don't know. I wouldn't. I think that's a prejudice. I think that's. I think that's when I we found do it out to what, everybody. We do it I to think, everybody. Yeah, I don't just, think like. Know. I don't know. I I don't like kind of dwelling on certain words because they're kind of just phatic, and I don't think that Persians like who necessarily use that have ill intention. Um, I think that's kind of like the culture. Like you could you say, oh, chiki. But like now if you say like, oh, someone's fat, like that could be interpreted as like, oh, they're being, yeah. but it's just like, I think we have a different culture. Um, but I just think we shouldn't shy away from those conversations. I think we should have them. And no, we, should, definitely. we should discourage, um, especially the younger generation from um, talking like that and uh, dividing us like that. We're all Iranian. Um, and we're all human <laughs> and, um, there's good and bad in, in every culture and every color, race and creed. And I think that, duh, like, obviously like, come on, but also, um, 
Iranians need a little bit of a of a wake up call, reality check on that, because we're we're also a culture that's um, mistreated a lot too. So uh, for us to mistreat other cultures is really stupid, just because we want to feel superior. Yeah, so yeah, you're over there. We need to have check. those. Yeah, I think we need to have those conversations. That's all. That's what I wanted to close on. Thanks, guys. No. Super serious. It took a super serious turn. <laughs> well, you brought it back. Um, thank you so much for coming on again. We really enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. Have yeah, me again. So Literally, much. text me anytime. Oh, yeah, we will. Don't don't say that because we're going to text you all the time. <laughs> I mean it. Text oh me. Send me TikToks. I want to be in on this. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Start a group chat. Um. <laughs> So, Chodafis. Thank you so much. That was really fun. Kyle, Millie. <laughs> I had a super fun time. Rad. I feel like it's Natalie's Rad. name is now Kyle. Right? Oh my God. When I met Kyle, I was like, oh my God. I talk about Kyle's on my podcast and how it's like the most douchey name. And he was just like, well, great. <laughs> I'm cool. sorry. Do you want me to change my name? I'm like, yeah, can't you have like a cooler name like Mahmoud or like Or Kayvon. Kayvon. <laughs> oh god. Next life. Oh, no. Or next, next life. Next. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're doing a Persian exit. It's just, yes. Just, it's really hard it's to the opposite of an Irish <laughs> exit. It's the Persian exit. <laughs> take ten even on Zoom, it takes ten hours to say goodbye. <laughs> I feel like I should kiss you guys seventeen times on the cheeks. <laughs> 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 Cozy up for the holidays with 60% off everything at Banana Republic Factory, including soft sweaters, comfy pajamas, must-have gifts, and more from $9.99. Find your nearest store now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Get 50 through 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Plus, shop new doorbusters for the family, including outerwear, jeans, and our Gap logo crew neck sweatshirt. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through December 14th. Cozy up for the holidays with 60% off everything at Banana Republic Factory, including soft sweaters, comfy pajamas, must-have gifts, and more from $9.99. Find your nearest store now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Get 50 through 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Plus, shop new doorbusters for the family, including outerwear, jeans, and our Gap logo crew neck sweatshirt. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through December 14th.